You know, you see those cartoons of those old people, right? And that's because there's no teeth holding their face apart. You know, so he looked older and he felt older. And so this reconstruction completely changed his life and based on the fact that and he didn't understand that acid reflux destroys the enamel on his teeth. Not to mention all the other things that are connected with acid reflux, cancer and lots, lots of other problems. So that's just one example. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. You only get one chance at a great first impression. So why not lead with your smile? That's why today we're going to talk about the importance of dental care with none other than the expert of dentistry, Dr. Leslie Pasco, who's been a practicing dentist for over 21 years and owns her own practice here in the wonderful world of Wexford, Pennsylvania, my hometown. Uh, Dr. Leslie, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure. Uh, so it's funny, first I wanna share how I met you because I think that's kind of uh, hilarious. Uh, we're both into the whole world of personal development and really becoming our best selves to dispense our full potential for those that we serve being our patients. Um, so last February in Vegas, uh, there was the 10X Growth Conference from Grant Cardone. Uh, there were over 9,000 people and at the one of the night events, um, I was just in line and you know, me being social, I just struck up conversation uh, with this woman here and I uh, just, you know, got to talk about where you're from. And she's like, oh, Wexford. I'm like, Wexford, Pennsylvania? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, where at? She's like, oh, I own Live Well Dentistry. I'm like, I live across the street from you. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's a small world. Exactly. In Vegas, 9,000 people. And like my neighbor is right there that I've never met. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what brought us together and what led us to this podcast. So really honored uh, to be with you. And I want to acknowledge you for all the work that you're doing, not only for your patients, but for your business and for all dentists, because you don't just practice, but you speak around the country. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And thank you for that acknowledgement. And thank you for all that you do, too. Oh, thank you. This and helping people like me get their message out, because a lot of times we have important messages and we can't always get them out or we can't get them out as fast or in the quantity that we want to. So I right. really appreciate this. Thank you very much. For oh, that. thank you very much. Yeah. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to just start with sharing. So I shared with you guys uh, how we met, but I just want to share your story because you're, you're so well practiced. You've been doing this a long time and you're still smiling. Most <laughs> people, they do something and they're like, I'm ready to retire. Yeah. But you're just going deeper and not just serving your patients and your business, but helping other businesses thrive throughout the industry of dentistry. Um, so can you just touch on what started this whole transition and why you're so passionate about having an illustrious smile? Yeah, sure, of course. Well, I have to be honest, 
Um, I didn't always want to be a dentist. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like what you saw in the cartoons with Hermie and he was just, you know, dying to be a dentist. That wasn't me. Yeah. I actually, I was a little, I was a little bit of a misfit as a child, though. I was an artist and uh, a little bit misunderstood. <laughs> and I love to do anything creative. And uh, I was really going down the path of being an artist. I thought I was going to live in New York City, have a loft apartment, and be really cool and hip. Gucci life. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I had it all planned out, the type of furniture, and I thought I was going to be real, you know, up there. Oh, and uh, then it, like, really, uh, the truth set in, and I was like, wow, artists don't make any money. <laughs> that is the reality, I started yeah. taking a look at the things I wanted to have in life and the type of lifestyle that I wanted to have, and the two things didn't seem to connect quite right. Uh, so then I decided to get more involved in sciences, and I started really studying uh, a lot of medical books and things, even on my own. And even as a little kid, uh, I used to go through my, my grandfather's medical books, and I used to say that the skeleton was my my boyfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you're, you're a closet nerd too then. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm just uh, loud and proud about it. <laughs> I, I think he needed your expertise because he was a little too skinny. Uh oh, yeah. He needed a little fitness. We'll get him to the gym, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was always fascinated with it. So then I started going down the medical path and uh, I was really thinking I was going to be a cardiologist or a heart surgeon, something like something along that line, because the heart always fascinated me. And uh, then one day I was in my dental office appointment, you know, not my office, but as a patient now. Hmm. And uh, the dentist said, saw me reading one of these books and he said, you know, I think you should look into dentistry. I think it's a great profession for females. And at the time, females took up maybe about 20 or 30% of the population of dental students, which today is over 50%. So this guy really knew something, and it was a career that was being developed that women were becoming more of a part of. And uh, to be honest with you, I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting, no way. <laughs> <laughs> In people's mouths all day? Yeah, I thought it was disgusting. I was like, there's no way. Why cracking someone's chest open and you know having their heart in my hand wasn't disgusting? A lot cleaner, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that wasn't disgusting to me, but for whatever reason this was. And uh, I think he could tell I was a little put off, and he said, well, why don't you come in for a day or two and just kind of shadow me, watch what we do in dentistry. And um, he was pretty cute, <laughs> so I said, okay, sure, why not? And uh, the first day that I went into the office and I saw the first procedure, I was instantly in love. Not with the dentist, but with the, with Clarify. the practice of dentistry. Clarify. Clarify. <laughs> um, and uh, it just took off from there. I saw how he uh, created someone's, like recreated someone's smile, changed their life, changed how they felt about themselves. Confidence. How, yeah, that confidence. and how it affected not just their immediate life, but the rest of their life and, and other people's lives around them. You know, statistics show that you can earn up to 30% more income with a better smile. Yep. You know, and- That's why I smile so big, I've got crow's feet on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that, that's yeah. a good thing with Botox for that though, but that's yeah. Next podcast, yeah. <laughs> but um, not, not that I've ever used it, just in case anybody wants Disclaimer. to. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, I, I and that artistic side of me and that medical side of me kind of blended together that day. And I realized that I could put the two things that I love together and help people. And that's what I decided to do. I got into dental school early. I only had three years 
of undergraduate. I got all my, I'm one of those overachievers. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I got all my credits done early. I went to summer classes and everything so I could get it done. So I got my bachelor's in three years instead of four. I got accepted early into dental school and uh, the rest is history. And you went to Pitt Dental? I went to Pitt Dental right here in Pitt. Fun fact, I went to Pitt Pharmacy. We actually share the same building, Salk Hall. That's right. So another merging of the worlds, if you will. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, hail to Pitt real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with uh, what we talk about here on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, uh, it's really to empower us as healthcare professionals so that we can all work together for that end goal of advancing patient care. Um, with all the things that professionals do, pharmacy, uh, physicians, nurses, and so forth, uh, we all work together in helping people in to advance their health, specifically patients, uh, with that being looking at disease states if they're uh, challenged by those. Um, but a lot of times what we fail to see is where those processes start because a lot of those are food and lifestyle related. So when you look at eating, for example, um, that starts in the mouth. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that's neglected in a patient's care, um, whether just oversight or just lack of awareness. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to touch on that's is great. how does dental care and, and oral care um, coincide with comorbidities and treating a patient for those things? Does that have a play in any of the comorbidities that we see in this country? Well, here's what I'll tell you. Um, um, I just finished a case with a patient, uh, full mouth reconstruction. To just connect these two together for you and to show you how serious this can really be. So this gentleman is my age, which we won't disclose, <laughs> but he's young. And um, I had to restore every single tooth in his mouth because of acid reflux. Mm. So it changes the chemistry inside the mouth and it disintegrates the teeth. It was stress-induced acid reflux, which could also be, you know, contributed by diet. So, I mean, you, you see the, the, the fold here, yes. how this is all connected. And so this man didn't know that there was anything that could be done. And so he walked around with his teeth, which are half the size of what they should be, mm. which then collapses your face, right? It brings the chin closer to the nose. Like, you know, you see those cartoons of those old people, right? Yeah. And they're like, mm, you know, yeah. Yeah, they're, and that's because there's no teeth holding their face apart. Hmm. You know, so he looked older and he felt older. And so this reconstruction completely changed his life. And based from the fact that and he didn't understand that acid reflux destroys the enamel on his teeth, not to mention all the other things that are connected with acid reflux, as you know. Yeah, right. Uh, absolutely. Cancer and lots, lots of other problems. So that's just one example. And, you know, stress obviously yes. plays a big part in that and I think what you contribute you know with helping someone be fit that's a nice way to take stress out as well absolutely I imagine yeah for sure I can't speak for that I probably need your services <laughs> hired <laughs> um, but no that's really interesting and I think that's amazing what you did um, and a lot of times it's that awareness factor of they they're their environment of through things that they're doing their lifestyle and certain um, not disease states, but conditions that they're facing can contribute to how they carry themselves. So once you're able to correct that through this service, they're like, wow, I didn't realize how collapsed my mouth was and how that you know contributed to all these things. But now I'm able to carry myself like just looking in the mirror. Wow, that's amazing at look how much more I'm like I am awake with how I hold myself. 
Um, so that just leads to one thing after another and helps with the confidence. And when you're more confident, you are able to manage stress better mm -hmm. and interact with people better. So it impacts like all the different areas of your life. It helps you be healthier. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with being confident and feeling good about yourself. It actually helps the body be healthy. And that's what you do is you strive to help people live well, hence the name of your business. Exactly right. Live well dentistry. That's right. That's right. You can live well through your mouth. The mouth is a gateway to your body. Exactly. And for a long time, the mouth has been underestimated. But I can tell you that I can find disease processes that are going on in the body by looking in your mouth. Yep. That was one of like one of the first test questions I can remember back in my pre-pharmacy days was where does digestion start? And it starts in the mouth. That's where the whole process starts. Um, so if you if there's an issue with that, how is the rest of the body going to compensate, right? So why stress it? when you can start with correcting that problem at the source. That's right. So even like chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, that's out there. Mm -hmm. You say chronic fatigue syndrome, you're tired all the time. It's most likely related to the fact that you're not digesting your food properly because you're not chewing it properly, or you have decay or infections in your mouth that is bringing down or changing the chemistry in your mouth, which then brings down the, the microflora in your gut, yeah. which changes everything. And so you feel tired and lethargic all the time when you really it might be really, you know, a problem related to your mouth. Absolutely. Now, looking at one of the obstacles to getting that care is the touchy subject of insurance. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> so, as we're in healthcare, we know that insurance is a huge topic, heavily debated in not to go into politics, but that's one of the big things that during election season people talk about, insurance companies and so forth. Um, interestingly, there's a lot of talk out there about insurance companies and not being all it's cracked up to be in the world of dentistry. Totally different from medical care, totally different from pharmaceutical coverage, but specific for dental insurance. Um, can you talk a little bit about that world and giving people insight into how that plays out in reality? I would love to. Uh, <laughs> Here goes the soapbox. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I've been doing dentistry 21 years, and in this 21 years, I can tell you that insurance companies have not changed their fees that they're paying out to dentists in 21 years. Wow. And it goes much further and deeper than that. Actually, the benefit that the patients receive hasn't changed in 46 or more years. Wow. So, in 1972, a patient would get $1,000 worth of insurance coverage. What do you get today? It's $1,000. $1,000 in 1972 bought a lot of dentistry, but $1,000 today does not because a lot changes in 46 years. Our techniques have changed. Our materials have changed. Thank goodness yeah. <laughs> because dentistry was quite barbaric several many years ago. That plier life. <laughs> That's right. You know, I'm glad I wasn't a dentist then. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. So insurance companies are really a scam in my opinion. It, you know, Patients feel that they can't go see the dentist because it's too expensive if they don't have dental insurance. When really, it's still expensive whether you have dental insurance or not. Yes. Because the dental insurance isn't going to help you. And not only that, but it becomes more expensive the longer you wait because the problem just escalates and it ends up taking more time and more money. And then of course, we're the dentist and we're the bad guy and we're, you know, we're after the deep pockets. And that's not true. It's yeah. really not true. We're here to help the patients. And we want to help you with your insurance, but another misunderstanding is that we are the insurance company, but we're not. We can't change what the insurance company decides or what they don't decide. 
And so, you know, a lot of times patients will base their care on what their insurance company says. And I'm sorry to say, but sometimes often dentists will treat their patients based on what the insurance company says, and that's not right. You wanna see a dentist that's going to treat you and not your insurance company, because the insurance company doesn't care about you. All they care about is their profits and their bottom line. Insurance companies are owned by banks and investors. They're not owned by medical professionals. And you can even get a job working for an insurance company and help approve or disapprove claims and not have any medical or dental background at all. Yeah. You know, they just have their policies and their systems and, and that's what they do. So 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 I guess I get pretty upset about it because Yeah, it, you know, it impacts patients' care and just like you yes. said, the longer they put that off, going back to one of the biggest adages in healthcare, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, that's so true with dentistry, getting regular cleanings or just, you know, brushing your teeth on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. If you let that go, maybe short term, like if you don't do it for a week or a month, that might not have any repercussions now. But if you let that go and allow that consistent abandonment of self-care happen, that's when you get into problems and can really be catastrophic. And that's across the whole board of healthcare. Just look at blood pressure, you know, no symptoms if you have high blood pressure. So you let that go because there's no problem. But what happens years down the road if you don't take care of that blood pressure? You've got a real problem with some serious medical bills. Um, but that's true with dentistry as well. Yeah, and you know, bringing up the blood pressure, this is probably a good point to bring this up. I find in, in my profession, I have a hard time because I sit down with my patient, I take a look in their mouth, I tell them what they need, and sometimes I get an argument. And I get this kind of cynical uh, look like, oh, I don't know, do I really need that? Or, you know, and I find that ironic, actually, and I don't know where that comes from, and I wish someone could help me understand that. because, And maybe it is because the insurance has trained patients to just look at the dollar or what the insurance will cover. Um, but like, you know, when you go to your physician and they say you have high blood pressure and they say you need to take this medication, patients go, okay, and they take the medication. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because health insurance and dental insurance are different. Health insurance covers a lot more, or at least it used to. I mean, it's, that's getting rough now too. Another podcast. <laughs> but, you know, so, so I'm not sure where it comes from. And I feel like um, sometimes patients don't believe what their dentist is telling them. And I just want to let them know, you know, you have to be with someone that you trust and someone that you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, and hopefully that person is, is that dentist is telling you the truth and they're not telling it to you because you know they want to make money from you or your insurance company in fact when a dentist works with your insurance company they take a huge pay cut yeah uh, we take uh, let you know subcontracted fees that are sometimes up to 50% off of what we would normally charge so a patient gets a bill and sees that you know maybe a crown or something is $650. What they don't know is a crown is normally $1,250. That $600 is being written off, and that $650 then the patient's paying half of. So really, the patient. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That most patients yeah. don't. Most patients don't know this, and so you know. I think that's a big misunderstanding that's out there. Absolutely, and I appreciate you sharing all that because. In, in healthcare, a lot of times we don't get that exposure to other healthcare professions, whether you're a pharmacist like myself, um, or a physician, or a nurse, or a PA, or, or whatever your specialty may be. So when patients come to you in their interaction and they, they bring these things up, like, 
oh, the dentist, what a ripoff or comments like that. Yeah. Um, if you're not aware of that, you can't kind of help them understand. So hopefully what Dr. Leslie has shared here will give you some insight of what really happens behind the scenes so that you can help your patients in getting that care to prevent any of these issues long term so they can really instill this practice of self-care into their routine so that they understand that and really establish a relationship uh, with their dentist. And I think as a healthcare provider, you can get a better result for your patients. I have treated patients with gum disease and we've gotten their gum disease under control and their diabetes improves. Mm -hmm. So if you're treating a patient and they have diabetes and you're not getting the results you're looking for, it could be related to their, their issues in their mouth. And oftentimes when we correct that, the physician or whoever's treating the patient um, is getting a better result. I work with chiropractors on you know, jaws and making, because a lot of people clench their teeth too much. This is a stressful yeah. society. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your teeth are only supposed to be touching a total of two minutes per day. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> I didn't even take a note, so I needed to get my notepad over here. Yeah. yeah so and we're touching our teeth more than that, and so we're taking a lot of stress out on our bodies, which, you know, as we talked about, can lead to a lot of other problems. I don't have time to work out. Eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full-time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset, empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy-to-read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU, the pharmacist's guide for managing stress and fitting in fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. There have been so many amazing learning points in this podcast about dentistry and just general tips for you um, and your patients for helping your oral care. Um, one of them that really blew me away is a really startling association that Dr. Leslie had mentioned to me um, relating to one of the biggest um, things that are going on in our country right now, that of opioid ab abuse, specifically in children. Um, she had mentioned that there's a possible association with that related to preventative oral care and how adolescents and, and teenagers specifically can lead to drug misuse um, with prescription medications and so forth. Um, so if you wanted to touch on that, I think that's a huge thing that's honestly news to me. Um, so I'm really interested to learn about this, this, what you've noticed in your practice. Yeah, thank you. I definitely want to touch on this because this is a big problem. And if we don't correct what's going on, it's not only going to, it's going to affect our future because our future comes from our children. Yeah. And uh, it's going to, it, it could really have a dramatic effect on our world long term. So I was sitting in an opioid abuse class when I had this aha moment because I was startled at the percentages of children that are selling these these drugs, you know, in school. I, I don't know, when I was in school, we didn't have these problems. And so to me, it was unusual. I, I yeah. didn't really understand that this was a problem and why we had to take these classes to continue our licenses and things like that. And as I heard this uh, instructor say that 
these kids that are using the drugs and selling the drugs in school end up later on heroin and also have increased suicide tendencies, things like that. All of a sudden, it dawned on me that the reason why these kids are turning to drugs is because they're having problems breathing at a young age. Hmm. And these drugs are given to kids because they have attention problems in school, they're hyperactive or something like that. But those drugs that are given to kids are the same drugs and the same classification as cocaine. So we're giving kids drugs for attention problems that are similar to cocaine. Well, what do we know about cocaine? It's an addictive, addictive substance. So when you give a child an addictive substance, like even sugar, <laughs> at a young age like that, and the brain is still forming, it forms addicted. Mm. So it's forming an addiction, and it has this addiction all the time. And the breathing thing all comes in from the fact that our nasal cavities are actually formed by the roof of our mouth. And if the roof of our mouth is too high, and it's closing off the nasal cavity, then the child can't breathe right. And you'll see lots of kids walking around, you know, kind of breathing like this. Mouth breathers yeah, mouth at the term. Breathers, yeah. Yeah. Um, or their lips will be really dry. So you're going you're gonna to see this, um, this type of breathing. Or sometimes you'll hear them snoring. Like, it's not natural for a young child to snore. It's not natural for anybody to snore, actually. And the reason why we snore is obesity is one of the things. But it's the wrong jaw position. Mm. Our jaws didn't grow right. So the neck and the muscles aren't formed right. So we can't breathe. So now we have a child that can't breathe. So moments during the night, they're uh, suffocating. And so you know what happens to the body when you start to suffocate? It kicks into fight or flight. So that sympathetic system kicks in. Yeah. The body's constantly stressed. It's not sleeping well. The brain can't function when it's awake. So now what happens? Children crave sugar because sugar gives you that stimulation and keeps you awake. Mm. Now we have a dual effect. And then they go to school like that because they're eating, you know, uh, fruity pebbles, or I don't know if that's still around. Yeah, it's, it's still good. Yeah. Charms, you, know? Um, you know, so they're eating that before they go to school, and then they can't breathe, so they're not oxygenating their brain. So they're going to school in a fog, and they're irritated. I mean, how do you feel when you don't understand something, or you feel like you're in a fog? It's irritating. Yeah. And so kids are irritated, and uh, then they get called out for not paying attention. Then they get labeled as having an attention problem, and they're given a drug. And now we're creating drug addicts. Mm. We're actually developing drug addicts because young children, and these children are getting them as early as, I've seen it in bottles, baby bottles. I don't know how a, children, you know, how a child could need an antidepressant wow. baby bottle, but it's there and it's available. Um, but we're seeing this in kids, five, six, seven, eight years old, because they're acting out or they're not paying attention in school or their behavior is too erratic. You know, and it's just because their brain isn't functioning properly because they're not breathing properly. So it's this whole cascade of lack of oxygen that creates all of these things. And if it's not caught from the source, you're trying to correct the symptoms. That's right. Wow. That's right. And so then, you know, a lot of times parents will go, you'll hear them snoring or they'll have sinus problems or something. So they'll go get their adenoids out or their tonsils or whatever out, you know, but the tonsils are a effect of the air not passing through the nose right. Because if the air passes through the nose right, and it cleans itself right, your tonsils shouldn't get it, nothing should get infected back there hmm. to do its job. So the whole, the whole problem then is, is this, um, the shape of the, the floor of the, the, the nasal cavity, which comes from the roof of your mouth. 
So if the roof of your mouth is formed like this and it's high up, you're not breathing. So the idea then is to change the architecture of the mouth early on in children so they can breathe properly. And if we do that and we can flatten out the palate, then we can get them to breathe properly and hopefully help them with their attention problems. Wow. Yeah. That's just really, amazing. It's so simple. Yeah. It's just amazing that you know, there's these huge problems that can manifest and we all look for, you know, it, it's, it's a complicated solution. So there's got to be a complicated source. But a lot of times, most of the most complicated things stem from such simple things. And I see this in all other aspects of care, especially chiropractic. So many things can stem if you're out of alignment um, or any other really type thing that with the, the people deal with in their health. Um, so it's interesting how just one little thing can cascade and amplify into things like this um, but yeah this is this is totally new so yeah so if we can change the and you know from chiropractic care too you know you can manipulate the bones of the face yes you can really manipulate the bones of the face in a young child especially between the ages of five and seven so if we can change that palate during that time non-surgical with the little thing that they wear at night you know that they sleep with mm -hmm. that actually trains the lips and the tongue to position properly so the bones grow properly because bones only grow when there's pressure on it right yeah yeah if there's no pressure your bone deteriorates yes so this puts the right amount of pressure so the bones grow properly so the teeth fall into place it's like preventative orthodontics yep generally children don't even need braces in those adolescent years when it's most awkward and you're trying to get a date right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know it, so it, it, it helps them socially long term you know, so that's a nice plus, but it helps them physically because now you have a child that's developing, their brain is developing the way it's supposed to instead of, you know, being hindered. Wow. So, and it's so simple, to, it's so simple to do. It's really easy and kids love it because they like to wear it. Yeah. You know? Oof. Yeah. Wow. I learned a ton from this interview, this podcast. So uh, thank you so much for all that you shared, Dr. Leslie. I mean, this was yeah. awesome. I'm, I know I'm going to be taking notes and re-listening to this for sure. Um, as far as care and services that you provide to patients, um, if they're in the area or if they're outside of uh, our area of Pittsburgh, Wexford, and they're looking to get more information, where are the best places for them to get in contact with you? Where are you more, most active on social media? Yeah, so they can look us up online at uh, livewelldentistry.net. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Live Well Dentistry. Uh, you can also look me up on Instagram, also Facebook, Dr. Leslie Pasco. That's probably the best way to reach out to us. You can also call our office if you want instant you know, answers to your questions or you want to schedule an appointment to come in and see me. And the number is 724-719-2866. Guys, I'm a patient here. It's really awesome. Like I didn't think that you could have like a great experience at a dental office, but I mean, their chairs are massage chairs. So literally like you get a massage while you're waiting. So it's pretty legit, um, really friendly staff. They give you a tour and, and show you everything. They are all about making sure that you are a part of your care instead of feeling like you're told what to do. You are an advocate for your own health. That's the whole point of this podcast is to give you that awareness, give you the, that information so that you can make informed decisions, not only for yourself, but for your patients as well. Um, so thank you guys for your attention, for tuning in. This is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, signing off with Dr. Leslie Pascoe. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam, until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. 
Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 